Lord, here am I. As I listened to these words, I thought, when you say those words to the Lord, you'd better hold on. You don't know where the Lord is going to take you or what he has in store. But it's a great journey when you let him lead, when you let him have his way. And as my wife already stated, we certainly feel so blessed, so privileged, uh, a little bit overwhelmed uh, and spoiled. It's been a great time here. Uh, never in my wildest dreams would I ever anticipated of being in Portland, Oregon in this capacity. My mom came here back in the mid-70s, heard lots of great stories over the years. But, you know, like Sharon said, as a young person, I had no interest in the gospel. But if you had known me before I gotten saved and met me after July the 4th, 1999, you would have had no doubt that God do make a difference. And I certainly appreciate the gospel today and the benefits that we have been received, have received truly is wonderful. But anyway, I'll move on. I want to read from St. Mark's Gospel, chapter 10. St. Mark's Gospel, chapter 10. Uh, just going to read one verse here, verse 51. St. Mark 10, 51. It says, And Jesus answered and said unto him, What wilt thou that I should do unto thee? The blind man said unto him, Lord, that I might receive my sight. Now, throughout the Bible, it is very clear that the miracles that Jesus performed during his ministry on earth, that they served more than just a single purpose. They were definite indicators of his power and his might, but he also pointed to the fact that he was God Almighty. And as well, they fulfilled the pro prophecy about the coming Messiah, and they also served as illustration that helped us to look beyond the physical and into the spiritual. And in this verse of Scripture that I just read, we know that Jesus was on his way to Jerusalem for the Feast of Passover. And along his way, he encountered blind Bartimaeus. And despite the crowd trying to hold Bartimaeus back and telling him to hold his peace, he was a desperate man and he wasn't about to let this opportunity pass him by. And Jesus heard the call of this man. And the Bible says he stood still. And he called Bartimaeus to him. And Jesus posed a question to Bartimaeus. And I'll paraphrase it a little. 
He said, what do you want me to do for you? And the Lord heard the blind man's reply. And he said, Lord, that I may receive my sight. Jesus didn't ask this man to question because he didn't know his need. And he did not ask him to question to get information. But the, the point behind the question that Jesus was asking was that he may, might encourage Bartimaeus to make his requests made known to God. And that's true that Bartimaeus would have a faith and a trust in the Lord that he might receive from the Lord what he requested. And if you read the remainder of that story, you will know that Bartimaeus, he demonstrated his faith in Christ and he received the desire of his heart. I want to look at another text in St. Mark chapter 1. St. Mark chapter 1, verse, beginning with verse 40. We read 40, 41, and 42. It says, And there came a leper to him, beseeching him, and kneeling down to him, and saying, If thou wilt, thou canst make me clean. And Jesus moved with compassion, put forth his hand, and touched him. And he said unto him, I will be thou clean. And as soon as he had spoken, immediately the leprosy departed from him, and he was cleansed. Here in these three verses, we see Jesus performing another miracle. But in this miracle, it shows us something beyond the physical condition. It, show, it serves us with an illustration of who we are without Christ and what he can do for us as sinners who come to him just as they are. This leper, back in Jesus' day, lepers were normally put aside and they weren't allowed to have any contact with, any, with, with others. But somehow this leper must have heard of what Jesus could do for him. So he took, took it upon himself to come to Jesus in his condition, just as he was. And he made his request made known. But again, Jesus posed a question to him, and he gave the reply. But here it speaks to us that Jesus is always willing to heal the broken and the repentant. As sinners, that's how the Lord wants us to come to Him. He don't want us to try and fix ourselves up in a manner where we're going to look good and presentable. No, He wants us to come just as we are. We cannot change ourselves, but the Lord, He's the one that can make all of the difference. And even... In our present time, we don't see Jesus physically, but yet we experience his presence, we experience his power, and we experience his spirit. And even at this very time, he is still available, what we may consider untouchable. There may be those that we would look upon and say, wow, 
There is no hope for them. Their condition cannot be helped. But we are never behind the help of the Lord. If we are willing to come to Him and bring everything to Him. His ears. The Bible says the Lord bows down His ear. And he's, he's very attentive. He hears the cries of the lonely. He hears the cries of the weary and the broken. And he hears the cries of those that may be bound or chained by any other plague that torments mankind. But the question that remains to be answered in our time is are we willing to accept what Jesus offers? Are we willing to let him have his way in our lives? And do we want what he freely offers? We see in the life of Bartimaeus and the leper, they had conditions that was beyond human help. But because they came to the Lord, they were willing to accept what he was able to offer them, that Jesus met their need and he met their desire. Oftentimes, the real need in the lives of individuals is not that they need to be cleansed on the outside, but they need to be washed on the inside. I have heard testimony of individuals that felt the convicting power of God, but they thought they would try within themselves to make themselves a bitter person before they came and repented. They thought there were some things in their life that they needed to change, some things that they needed to get rid of. But Jesus never, never ever put that condition there that we needed to try and make it on our own. And I'm certain when the songwriter wrote, just as I am, he had that thought in mind that we can come to Jesus. It doesn't matter our condition. He will cleanse the inside and make us new from within. There's one more illustration I want to read. And it's from Luke chapter 19. Luke chapter 19, beginning with verse 1. A very familiar story. The story of Zacchaeus. Night, chapter 19 of St. Luke and 1. It says, And Jesus entered and passed through Jericho. And behold, there was a man named Zacchaeus, which was the chief among the publicans, and he was rich. And he sought to see Jesus, who he was. And could not for the press, because he was little of stature. And he ran before and climbed into a sycamore tree to see him, for he was to pass that way. And when Jesus came to the place, he looked up and saw him and said unto him, Zacchaeus, make haste and come down, for today I must abide at thy house." Here, Zacchaeus had a desire to see Jesus. And he, he demonstrated his desire by running ahead of the crowd. The Bible tells us he was of little stature. And because that, that, that was an hindrance 
that stopped him from seeing Jesus in the way that he desired. But he, he knew that if he could get ahead of the crowd, that there was a tree here by the roadside, and if he could get up in that tree, he would see Jesus. And so that is exactly what he did. And in doing that, he demonstrated that there was a desire within to catch a glimpse of the master. So we look at Zacchaeus. He did what was necessary to get to where he could see Jesus, regardless of what others might have taught. And it is very possible that Zacchaeus, being a tax collector, he probably wasn't held in high favor among the people. But God, Jesus didn't hold that against him. But because Jesus knew the desire that was in Zacchaeus' heart, when he saw him in the tree, he said, come down, Zacchaeus. He said, I want to go to your house. He said, today, salvation has come to your house. I read an article and someone made statement to the fact, they said, that long before Zacchaeus ever needed a tree, God had it already planted. God knew that there would come a time when Zacchaeus would need that tree so that he could look upon him. But what, the, what, the, what we see in these verses, what the Bible is trying to speak to us and what God wants us to know is that when we are actively seeking the Lord, we will find him. He says, when you seek for me with all of your heart, you will find me. Not only when we seek him, but you know, the Lord is always seeking us. You remember the story of the 99 that was in the fold? Most shepherds would have been content to say, I have 99, that's secure. That's okay. I'm okay with that. But the good shepherd knew that there was one that was missing. That should, that was supposed to be a part of his fold. What does the Bible say? He went seeking for that one. The 99 was secure, but he had, had that desire that he could not remain in the fold knowing that there was one that was still in need of his help. And he went and found that one and he brought him back. And that's, Jesus works that same way today. He, he knows where every lost soul is at. He knows the condition of every heart. And he is seeking to meet the need of every heart, even right now. We see in these three different passages of Scripture, it tells us in each one that there was an individual that had a desire. The blind man's desire was to receive a sight. The leper's desire was to be made clean. And Zacchaeus' desire was to see Jesus. And they all made their desire known by their actions. The blind man, by speaking his request to the Lord, and the leper the same way, he came and spoke his request. And Zacchaeus made his desire known by climbing a tree. But in, in that same condition, we look at these individuals with a desire. And I thought oftentimes 
when we have special meetings in any of our churches, whether it be here in the USA or in Canada, we have them and, and hopefully we, we want people to come to these meetings with a desire. We don't want to come just for the, the purpose of coming and to see what is happening. We want to come with a desire. So the question for you and I is, do we, what is our desire tonight? What is our purpose? And like these individuals in the Bible, are we willing to do whatever it takes to fulfill our heart's desire? And there could be a different range of desires. Maybe it could, someone may have a desire for salvation, but maybe the enemy is trying to tell you there's no point in trying. But you come and tell Jesus what the desire of your heart is. You let him know. And the Bible tells us that whosoever calls upon his name shall be saved. That tells us that if you come and express that desire with a sincere and a repentant heart, God will meet your desire. You may have a desire to be sanctified. But when you come, maybe again, oftentimes when we try and draw close to the Lord, the old enemy tries to set up a roadblock. He tries to hinder our prayer. But you come and pour out your heart honestly before God and tell him, you come and say, we sing a chorus in Newfoundland sometimes that says, I'm hungry, Lord. I'm hungry, Lord. You come and tell the Lord you're hungry. Tell him you want to be fed with the bread of heaven, with the living water, and you know what? You'll go away and your soul will be satisfied. Maybe you have a desire to receive your baptism. Again, tell the Lord what you want. The Lord is very faithful. He never, he never turns away anyone that comes in, in sincerity. I remember, as I mentioned this morning, when I was seeking for my baptism. But you know, as I said, when I got, when I came and I was honest before the Lord, you know what? The Lord, Met that desire. He fulfilled that desire. And we look into the 37th chapter of Psalm 34 and verse 4 it says, Delight thyself also in the Lord, and he shall give thee the desires of thine heart. God knows what desires we have. We cannot hide from him. We're like an open book. But yet God still like for us to come and tell him what we desire. And if we do that, God will fulfill every desire. He will fulfill the purpose in your life. And he will add more blessings on blessings. And he said, well, he said, try me. Prove me. He said, see if I will not pour out the blessing and there shall not be enough room to contain it. That's the kind of blessings that God give out when we come with a honest desire. You may go through life and it may seem every, you have everything all together. On the, on the outside, on the surface, people may look at us and say, wow, they've got, got such a great life. they got everything together. They're doing so great. 
They seem so happy, so successful. But yet, maybe deep down inside, we have an inkling or we have a feeling that there's something missing. Just because we have it together on the outside doesn't necessarily mean we have it together on the inside. It takes the love of God to put the inside right. But Jesus knows exactly what you need. He knows exactly what I need. And if we come to Him, He will take care of the thing what's lacking. Remember the verse in the Bible, what lack I? If we have a lack in our life, God can meet that lack. He can fill it more than we can ever imagine. You know, the, the full value and the full meaning of life, it's not found in our situations or our circumstances, which we all encounter. But our deepest desires are met when we seek to know and follow Jesus. I remember before I got saved, after I moved away from home in my teenage years and got out and began to do my own thing, I had no interest or desire for church. It was not something that I desired to do. But I remember before I got saved, I was probably, I didn't realize it at the, point, at the time, but I was living a very unhappy life. I knew that something wasn't right. I felt empty on the inside. For many years, I did the things, went to the places that the world says will bring you happiness, will bring you good times. You know, the Bible says that it's possible we may enjoy the pleasures of sin for a season. I did that, but I got to a point where there was just emptiness. And I didn't know what to do. Actually, before we moved from Newfoundland to, to Ontario, Canada, I didn't even mention this to my wife. Uh, I was planning to move because I, the, the place of employment was being sold, so I, I had to move elsewhere. But I had a thought in my mind that I wanted to move somewhere where there was a church. And that, to me, that was a foreign thought. That, that's, that wasn't the way I normally thought. But God knew that at some point I would come to Him with an honest desire, seeking salvation. And I believe, look, in looking back, I can pinpoint the steps how God led me to that place of salvation. I didn't know why. I couldn't explain it. I couldn't understand why I wanted to go where there was a church. Because I had no interest in attending. I thought it was, I would think in my own way of thinking that it was so that our children could attend Sunday school. But you know how God works? The place that I intended to move, there was an, there was an apostolic faith church there. But that church got closed down. And the move that I was trying to make, it, it fell apart. An opportunity came for us to move to Kitchener, Ontario. And it, it's, it's as if someone was walking before us and the door just all open. And two years after I left Newfoundland, I was kneeling at an altar of prayer in Kitchener, Ontario. 
Never dreamed it, never thought it. But the emptiness that I felt from the life that I was living, there was no more excitement. Jesus changed that. He gave me a new desire. And He set me on a new journey, on a new path. And I have never been disappointed from the day that I knelt and asked the Lord into my heart. And as my wife said in her testimony, the blessings that we've experienced have been outstanding. And I would recommend that to you. Whatever your desire is, whatever your condition may be, come and kneel at the feet of Jesus. And let Him know how you feel inside. He's, you know what? Jesus wants to be our best friend. And if you and I have a best friend in this life, there's nothing we wouldn't tell them. Jesus, He can be more than our best friend on earth. But He wants us to come and tell Him what our desires are. And if you have been searching, seeking answers in other places, and if you have been left wanting then I encourage you, turn to Jesus. God bless you.